Get ready, it's time for Motorsports Madness, powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Jacob Seelman. Let me make this very clear that if you listened to that open and you heard the word madness, that is exactly what's going to ensue for this entire block of programming because, well, the cast of characters that we've got is just a little bit insane. So (laughs) fasten your seatbelts, and if you can hang on with us for the entire ride, God bless you for that. Jacob Seelman, now welcoming you into another round of Motorsports Madness, joined in Mooresville, North Carolina, Race City, USA, inside the Race Chaser Media Studios by Tom Baker and a pair of drivers representing, Tom, what is going to be a milestone event and something that we're going to dig much deeper into over the course of this program. The 25th Silver Anniversary Bojangles Summer Shootout at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and we're going to get to hear from them in a few minutes, but both Tristan Lessig and Daniel Wilk joining us to talk about the event. They're both going to be running in it over the next eight weeks, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, shoot, I've been to about 20 of these shootouts, and, well, (laughs) we're all still standing. Well, yes, we are all still standing, and in about a week, uh, well, actually, as of tonight, we are going to be standing at Charlotte Motor Speedway to get into the opening round, and, you know, this is just the 25th anniversary. Anytime you can get 25 years out of any race event, you're doing good, and uh, this one is in the process, I think, of reinventing itself. Some nice new wrinkles that are happening here this year. Uh, Just a whole different scenario for this year's shootout in terms of the way Victory Lane is done and all of that. So I think it'll be more fun for the drivers and actually more fun for us as well. Yes, it will be. And over the course of this program, as we mentioned, you're going to hear all about what's coming up in the Silver Anniversary Bojangles Summer Shootout. We'll look back at some of the history. We're going to hear from both Tristan and Daniel as they pursue class championships this year and just really dig back into some of the drivers who have used this as a launching pad to greater things in motorsports. There's a lot of familiar names that we'll look at and I'm sure a few surprises for some of our listening audience as well well. So sit back, relax. We hope you enjoy and we hope you'll stick with us because around the turn, we will dig into all of that and hear from both of our drivers. Right now, though, you're going to hear these words. You're listening to Motorsports Madness and we'll be back with more right after this. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue and you can use like anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Madness Live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network, Jacob Seelman and Tom Baker joined on tonight's program as we celebrate the silver anniversary of the Bojangles Summer Shootout by both Tristan Lessig and Daniel Wilk, who I would argue, Tom, I mean, shoot, they're they're both younger than us, and yet they have a tenure at the shootout that it may not rival mine yet, but it certainly rivals yours. I mean, they're old hat at this at this point. Well, I don't know if it quite rivals mine. I mean, I'm on, let's see, 2006, so it'd be whatever that is, uh, 12 years or so. So um, I think that's probably a little more than either of these guys at the shootout. But, yeah, it's um, it's interesting to watch the various generations of drivers who go through and move on, and we're seeing more and more of that every year, it seems like. And, of course, probably the name that most people or two names that most people associate with Legends cars right now would be Daniel Hemrick and William Byron. Uh, there have been others, David Reagan, etc. Joey Logano is another Logano, one that really yeah, comes there, to mind. There have been a number of drivers who now have moved on. Kaz Grala. I mean, we could <laughs> we could go on for and half the segment. And at some point but, in this show, we will. Yeah, uh, but... You know, Tristan and Daniel are two of the top drivers currently running in different classes. Daniel actually running in the pro division, Tristan running in semi-pro this year. So interesting to watch them develop. And certainly uh, Daniel got his first taste of the pro class last year and did a fantastic job. Tristan was in Young Lions and that class had a hard time last season so he Tristan's uh, grinning <laughs> yeah it, um, it it had some issues with completing its laps uh, so you know just a, a tough situation so now you know both drivers I think going into this shootout really confident 
that they're in good situations to go run up front, and I believe they both will. I want to talk to Daniel first because I think for you, Daniel, you're kind of one of the unique stories in that you literally have come from the very bottom of the shootout all the way up to the very top. You started in Bandolero Bandits and obliterated everybody for a season or two there, ended up moving into Young Lions and now in the pro class. I mean, for you, it's just kind of been a journey through up each step of the ladder, and I feel like we've seen that in your progression. Every step, you've been in it long enough to learn what you needed to learn, and then you stepped up and repeated the process. It's, yeah, it's been really uh, it's really, really fun from starting from the beginning in Bandits and moving my way up to Pro Division now this year and last year. And it's just been a great experience and making a lot of new friends on the way. Well, that's what it's all about because the cat sitting across from you, I mean, you two have battles going all the way back to your very earliest time in the shootout. And, Tom, I would argue, and I think both of these kids would agree, that that's what the shootout is. The shootout as it's billed and has been billed for so many years is family-friendly entertainment, but it's also friendly rivalry on the racetrack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the cool things about it, to see the kids get together and help each other and cheer each other on. And actually, Tristan and Daniel are kind of a part of a little bit of a, I guess you could say a, a, a rat pack or a posse or whatever. Uh, I was going to say the word click doesn't quite fit the bill. Yeah, no, just, uh, <laughs> you know, Tommy Good uh, has been a part of that. And, and there are a couple of other drivers that sort of fit into that. And they just all hang out together all the time. And they're always kind of encouraging each other. And it's good to see the friendships that develop at that age and the sportsmanship that goes on with the kids too. And of course it's even more interesting when you see them start, for example, to help some of the uh, driver's wives in the, um, the little powder puff race that they have at Charlotte every the year, better half, dash. better half dash. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's fun to, I'm sure for them at their age to be coaching, you know, the girlfriend or the wife of this driver or that driver and, and to have that sort of honor and, you know, be able to put what they've learned in, you know, and, and pay that forward and pour that into someone else. It's uh, it's a whole other side of the coin for them. So that's a lot of fun to watch. Okay. I know Tristan did it last fall, I think, or two falls ago. I was close. Daniel, didn't you do it that same year? Yeah, I did. That's what I thought. Okay, for both of you, Daniel can start and Tristan then if you have anything else to add, you're welcome to it. But uh, Tom was talking about it, but from the driver's seat, what was that like for you guys? It was definitely a different experience because usually I'm like talking to another driver or a younger kid, and it was just a different experience, and I, I learned a lot. Yeah, uh, like Daniel said, it was it was cool to be around the uh, cup drivers, Xfinity drivers, truck drivers, whoever it was, their wives. It was awesome to be coaching them. And you're not used to it because you're used to these un- inexperienced bando drivers that are just um, getting into the sport. And it's it's just like another one of your friends. And then you, you talk to these NASCAR wives, and it's like really, really cool. All right, so Daniel, compare that to the coaching that you did last summer because your bandolero ended up in the capable driving hands of Bobby Elder, who by the end of last shootout ended up with a win on the final night of the season. Yeah, we uh, that was awesome just seeing him get into victory lane, seeing that car get back in victory lane since we sold it, and it was it was a great. I felt great watching, it, and I know he was really excited to get his win. And I know you were there. I have a picture of you in victory lane with him. Uh, for you going into this season, last summer was a learning experience. 
this summer, I know and have felt like from the times that we've talked, you kind of feel like that this is maybe your time to come out and shine a little bit now that the field's changed and you've learned from your experiences last summer. What do you bring back from last summer that you feel like is going to help you? I know the first goal is top five. Yeah, definitely looking for top fives. And even this year now, we're looking for wins this year. To get our first pro win this year, the shootout, was that's going to be amazing. Just me and my dad just working really hard every day. And just that that would be like, – I couldn't even speak on how amazing that would be. Tristan, semi-pro, new yeah. challenge. Yeah. It's less chaos, we hope. Uh, yeah, I hope. There's, <laughs> there's all the young lions – yeah, knock on wood. All the young lions – well, most most of the young lines from last season moved up with me. Um, I, it, there's going to be a ton of competition. I really, really, really hope that it's just good racing and clean racing, and we don't have to do nine thousand pace laps. Um, but yeah, we're hoping to win the entire shootout. We're hoping to get the championship at the end. I know Daniel is too. I mean, and you've watched now being in the pro class last year. You watched Jordan Black win a third straight championship in that class but you won a bandolero championship at the shootout so i know you can speak to how much it means to come away with one of those belts at the end of the summer and how much it would mean to come away with another one especially in the toughest class of all if you are a champion at the shootout then you beat the best of the best every driver that comes to shootout is your top tier drivers and if you win the championship or even win you are considered one of the best you know what it's like daniel to have that dominant year your last year in the bandos was that dominant year for you at the shootout. And yet, as you climb higher, you get into the legends and you go up through the classes, it gets harder and harder to have a year like that because the competition level just keeps ramping up. So I'm sure for you, you want to go out and be able to do that. But I think you know that at this point, running with the pros, if you can win a couple of races and be competitive every week, that is actually a really good shootout and just stay out of trouble. Yeah, definitely. The pro division is definitely stacked with all the top drivers. Yep. I mean, even like last year, we had Gus Dean coming down from Arca to come run with us. I mean, the pro division is the top drivers. You can't find any better legend car drivers there. Daniel, who did you learn from last summer? Who did you spend time following and trying to soak some things up when you were on the racetrack from? Definitely Carson Ferguson. Me and him have been friends a very long time, and we always kind of bounce ideas off of each other, and he's helped me a lot, even from the bandos, just give me all the information I need. All right, so for you, I want you to speak real quickly before we go to break on to what the transition up to the pro division was like because we talk about it being the top class and the best of the best, but I know you even said it to me the first time you came off the racetrack in a pro session. Wow, I didn't expect it to be that big of a jump. Yeah, it was like running qualifying laps every single lap from the start. I mean, we went green the checkered pretty much every race, and it's just intense the whole entire time. Unlike Young Lions, where you're under caution most of the race. Yeah, Tristan, he went there. You yeah, experienced yeah, I did. it. <laughs> hey, it, it, it was it was good red flag times. So we had some good conversations <laughs> chilling well, there. Look, to be fair, I mean, the Young Lions division is the rookie class for all intents and yeah. purposes, and there's usually a lot of them. And so you have somebody like Tristan, who I think has excellent car control skills, and even as a rookie in the Legends cars, knows how to deal with all of that mm -hmm. but you're he's racing with a lot of drivers with a lot less coaching right. and experience so the 
it's just a different level there. So, yeah, yeah it's it's often a challenge for the young Lions at the shootout. And, of course, you know, you got all the dads. Just this is everybody's Daytona 500 every week. Mm-hmm. It is. And we'll talk more about that on the other side of this break because I want both of these kids to uh, speak a little bit to what it means to them to see the shootout get to 25 years longer than either of them have been alive. So we'll talk a little bit about all that when we come back. You're listening to Motorsports Madness. We're live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. 
Hi, I'm Cody Coughlin, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Well, I don't know that we wanted to time warp back that far for this segment, but hey, welcome back to Motorsports Madness. You're listening to the show live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network, and we're not going all the way back to the Renaissance here, but we are going to kind of look back a little bit, Tom, and think about the fact that, I mean, shoot, now... I'll be going into my sixth shootout as full-fledged media and just how quickly the field has changed since then. I mean, you you consider now that we're looking at uh, Tristan Lessig and Daniel Wilk as being names that we're saying, hey, they might take that next step before too long. And not too long before that, it was guys like you mentioned at the top of the show, William Byron and Daniel Hemrick, who have launched their careers much in the same way. Yep, exactly. It's uh, really an interesting and Legends is a worldwide division. Legends and Bandos go beyond the borders of the United States, and so it's much bigger than a lot of people realize. And, of course, the cars themselves are not full-size cars, so people tend to poo-poo them a little bit and think of them more as hobby cars or, you know, toys. But the truth is that, especially with the Legends cars, the horsepower to weight ratio is way up there. The Bando is more of a momentum car, but the Legends cars are not the best handling cars that these drivers will ever race. And I think that's good because the training that you get from that, you've got to use both feet. You've got to learn to drive with some finesse. You can't just pound the car into the corner and stomp on the brake and do all of that. You know, everywhere you go, it's not that kind of a car. It really teaches you a little bit of car control that you can take with you to the next divisions. Yes, it does. And Tristan, I want you to kind of explain this a little bit, just because I feel like your explanation that you gave me a year or so ago when you were first getting into the legend makes sense. Uh, I believe in simplest terms that you said to me, if you can drive one of these things, you can drive just about anything because yep, they're crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, the legend cars at, Car- at uh, Charlotte and Concord, they're just, it, it, you're driving it all the way down the straightaway, and then you get to the corner, and then you wait, and then you're on the brakes really, really hard, and you just you're, it's really finessing the car around the corner and then easing into the gas off the corner, and then you're doing the same thing. Daniel, I know obviously the driving style is much the same when you get to the pros, and it's just a matter of finding fast laps. I mean, what what have you found in your time learning the car? Consistency is key. You have to be yes. the, the same every time. If you you don't drive the car right, you can't really adjust the car for your liking or even to be good on the track. Yeah, I mean, I think that it really comes down to a type of driving style that's... The Bandos don't teach you a whole lot about driving a Legends car. I think what what you what it does teach you is it teaches you how to race. It teaches you how to run side by side. I mean, it's a good starter class for those who start in the bandos in terms of learning the rules and all of that. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty safe class too, but, mm. and they're cool looking cars, but I think the, the driving style between a bando and a legends is quite different. When you get to the legends cars, I think that's where you really start to learn some skills that you can take with you Going forward, I know, I remember when, I think it was Ryan Millington ran Martinsville in a late model a couple of years ago, he compared running the late model stock at Martinsville to running a Legends at Charlotte in terms of the driving style and the way that you approach it. It was basically the same for him, so that 
kind of gave him a leg up in trying to match the speed of the uh, veterans that he was racing against. And at one point, I think he was top six quick uh, on the first day of qualifying there. So it's you can find some familiarity. And then, of course, you know, late models are much bigger and heavier and you have to kind of adapt to the, all of that. So the, the driving style doesn't always match out of a Legends car into your next thing. But um, again, it's a matter of learning to be adaptable and learning to develop that mental approach to driving whatever car it is that you're in. And both of these kids have made that adjustment really well. All right. So we've been talking about 25th anniversary since the top of the show, Tom. So now I want you to kind of dig back into the memory banks with me for a couple of minutes. I mean, stop and consider how amazing, first off, it is that when this whole deal was dreamed up by Humpy Wheeler and the folks at Charlotte Motor Speedway and 600 Racing back in 1994, I'm not sure that anybody envisioned where this class and where this style of racing would be today it's not just that the shootout is 25 it's that legends cars and bandoleros have taken off in such popularity that you can literally race them all over the world now from finland to australia to right here in the u.s it's it's amazing how it's grown well it's true and it i mean just the name inex which is kind of the name that uh u.s legends used when it started it was short for inexpensive and you know 600 racing which is the parent company that's now u.s legends i think they used that as kind of the sanctioning body if you will and of course like everything else uh it's not as inexpensive as it was back in 1994 but no. um you know it's still a great form of racing and in those days i mean i can remember when they were trying to promote it and having little match races between NASCAR drivers. Uh, I remember Jeb Bodine, and I'm trying to remember who he was racing against, but they had a, a match race. And, I mean, those you know, those guys would get in the cars and bang wheels, and you know they were having a good time, and it was I fun to watch. I think they had a Bodine-Terry Labonte grudge Maybe. race one year. Yeah, it might have been. I mean, I, I, I can't remember. And, of course, they used to have the Thunder Roadsters back in the day, too. Oh, I miss those cars. You still see them at some tracks around once in a out while. Out west, out west most and, likely. Yeah, and upper Midwest, there's still a few. But, um they're really not as big as they used to be, but it's grown quite a bit. And the thing is, Humpy's whole design for it was to be just what it is now. Maybe not obviously quite as costly, but a worldwide development, kind of affordable car that anybody could put in the back of a pickup truck and bring to the track and go racing. That's kind of how it was designed. And of course, then you know, eventually you get people who want to be more serious with it and it became a tool for driver development and a step to the next car and all of that. Of which both of these two gentlemen in the studio with us certainly would be testaments to that system. Yeah, and so obviously it grew out of different desires. You have your guys, and which is what semi-pro is really supposed to be. You have your guys that are maybe aren't as serious and maybe more adult and you know they just want to come and put on a good show and have a good time and not spend all the money but then of course they've kind of made it uh, more of a ladder type system here lately where you go from young lions to semi-pro to pro and so in that you get some of the more serious younger guys that have 
now uh, ended up in the semi-pro class, so there's more of a, a mix. But it was definitely created for the common man racer, and, and it was supposed to be something that was, you know, was supposed to be just for fun. It wasn't necessarily created to be a driver development instrument per se, but it's just how it's evolved. And we've certainly seen a number of drivers go through Legends cars on their way to other types of cars. Tristan, you've both, I mean, both you and Daniel have been around long enough to be able to have seen some of the changes that, especially the shootouts undergone in the last couple of years. I mean, even for you, how have you seen this whole sphere change in the past year or two that you've been in Legends cars? Uh, well, I've seen people come and go from the racing. I've seen, I've seen some crazy wrecks. I've, I've been a part of a few crazy wrecks. I've been a part of a few crazy wrecks. Um, I've seen the series kind of change into, um, in the more of the driver development. Um, I, I really, I've been, I've been around this, uh, sport for about four years now in the U.S. Legends community, and I, I really haven't been around that long in, racing terms so i haven't seen too much change but i have seen a little change i think the biggest thing i can add to that tom is there's change in the faces but yet there's a lot of things that do stay the same even as the field kind of has that turnover from year to year well yeah and of course you know the world has changed obviously in that span of time a lot and the racing landscape around the legends cars has changed a lot even right here, you know, this is the hotbed. This is where every single Legends car that exists is built here yeah. in Harrisburg behind Charlotte Motor Speedway. And even in this area, you know, when Legends first came out, yeah, you had a couple of other Allison Legacy division. You had a Baby Grand uh, division. I forgot what that was called. But you, you had a couple of other. But, you know, now, of course, over the last few years, you've had the – uh, inception of the uh, outlaw carts at Millbridge that have kind of taken some of the legends cars thunder away in the sense that now, you know, you've got that choice and people go over there because they think, well, it's cheaper or whatever have you. So there's been different competing forces too, that have changed the size of the legends car fields and the makeup of the legends car fields a little bit. But of course, Anything that starts out cheap, if you don't keep a really tight rein on the rules and the tech and you let the race car drivers start running the asylum, it inevitably gets more expensive. And that's happened to Legends cars, but it's also happened to about every other kind of car that I could name you during this show. Yep, I can definitely agree with that. I think we've all seen that over the years. We're going to take another break here when we come back. I want to do a little rapid fire with these two, Tom. I want to Uh-oh. let the fans get re- get to know these two a little bit more, which is always fun. So we'll do that right after all of you hear this. You're listening to Motorsports Madness. We are live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Everywhere you go, you hear it and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams 
exchange for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in, you need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm NASCAR driver William Byron. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Things are about to get very, very interesting here in the next couple of minutes. And, well, that's always a good thing because (laughs) before we even get a chance to get done with our number one, or rather the first half of this show, we get a Lenny Batiki. So we'll hear from Lenny in a minute. I I haven't turned his microphone up just because I want to let the the kids laugh a little bit first. So I I have some rapid fire, Tom, and we all know how rapid fire usually either causes really a lot of fun or really a lot of oh boy. And usually a little bit of both. And part part of the fun is the oh boy. (laughs) That's exactly right. All right. So first question, and just for, for the sake of my sanity so I can follow this easily, when, when I throw a question or Tom throws a question, Tristan can answer first and then Daniel. Just that way we keep it all straight here. Okay. All right. All right. So if there's a story behind it, and I hope there's a story. Otherwise, this, will be, this first one will be really boring if there's not. I want to know how you guys came to the numbers that you've driven. Now, Tristan, I'm going to apply 32 here. I know you're, you've been running 52 because that's the Stillwell House number, mm-hmm. but you ran 32 all the way up until that point. So where where and why? 
the 32 car came from the uh, Ricky Craven number 32 Tide car, actually. And I wanted my car to be wrapped with that uh, paint scheme when I first started racing bandos. Hold on, Tom. I have to add this. Craven got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He got him! He got him! Have you ever? No, Not I've never. never. <laughs> <laughs> I was and, waiting for that. <laughs> exactly. And, and then the 90 for Daniel has been your thing. It was in the bando. It evolved to the Legends car. Why? Uh, it was a, my grandfather ran number 90, my uncle. Both of them ran the number 90 when they raced dirt cars, and I guess I need to carry the, the tradition along. All right. See, family traditions are fun, Tom. We enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've seen plenty of that at the shootout, too. Yeah, and I know uh, when we start to talk to Lenny Baticki, he can uh, attest to that, and uh, really from the inside, too, just like we can. And, you know, that's, again, that's the neatest part about this level of racing is it is very much a family sport. You know, you see moms helping with changing tires or doing lap times or whatever dad, you know, spots or obviously is often the crew chief and, you know, everybody's involved. I mean, that's the nicest part about that is that, you know, it, this situation with just like with the quarter midgets or even, you know, go-karts, it is still about the family. It's only when you get up into the full-size cars that it starts to be just a little less so in terms of the hands-on part of it in a lot of cases. We have our microphones flipped around, and I just moved Lenny's button up to make him working. So we'll say hi to Lenny now, and we're glad you made it. We're always glad when you're in the building with us. This is fun. Good to be here, and 25th anniversary season of the uh, Bojangles Summer Shootout. Can't wait for it to get started next Monday and Tuesday. We talked a little bit about this off the top, so I want to get your two cents on it now, Lenny. I mean, you talk about the shootout turning 25 here. It's a really, really big deal. You know, and I got to compliment uh, you and uh, all the uh, folks that you uh, called upon to get all the statistics, except are we still lacking one race? Do you still, are you still looking for some more information? Because we need folks to, to button that all together, don't we? Aren't you uh, putting together that for us at some point? You know, It's the- together, actually, officially. I, I left it in the Speedway's hands during 600 weekend. Well, excellent. Uh, And, you know, when you look through those names and you look through the happenings, uh, it really reflects, you know, a lot of what uh, the country would see five and eight and ten years later when it was, you know, uh, Joey Logano running around here, uh, you know, Chase Elliott uh, as kids younger than uh, Tristan or Daniel. And now, uh, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, the next wave of them coming up through. Uh, Hemrick in uh, Xfinity Series, Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace in Cup. It wasn't that long ago that they were on our quarter mile. That's correct. And, Lenny, uh, you were talking about some of the names. When I was digging through to rebuild the history from the shootout, I came across one name that should be familiar to anybody who has spent a decent amount of time at Charlotte Motor Speedway over the years, because it's one of the guys who now runs the show. But back in 1995, this relative unknown kid named Marcus Smith won a Chargers Legends feature at the shootout. Only one. But Marcus, who's now in big command at SMI, did in fact get himself a trophy from the event that uh, CMS has made so famous. Well, and that's what uh, makes him, 
you know, so connected with the drivers in the Cup Series and things like that because he really did it. Uh, you, you don't have to do it for years and years and years to have felt what it feels like to uh, be able to achieve a victory and, and a race competitively. And that's what's, uh, you know, we're all watching, uh, you know, Marcus's son, Graham, who ran in a bandolero and ended up winning one of those as well. Uh, having that feel for the business from the racetrack on up has certainly made them very good. And that's what I like about Ben Kennedy in the, uh, you know, in the world of uh, NASCAR and ISC because he was a competitor in the truck series. That's exactly correct. Now, we, uh, we talked about this too, Lenny, a little bit. And for you, I'm sure you've seen it even longer than I know I have and perhaps longer than Tom has too. But this shootout really has evolved, hasn't it, from the time it started. Humpy dreamed it up in 94 and now to see where it is here in 2018. There are parts that are the same, but it certainly has taken on kind of a different evolution of what it uh, started at. It really now, it, 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 let's start back then. The, uh, the things that were happening back then, it was, it was an unknown. It was kind of a sideshow. It was kind of uh, Barnum and Bailey because of, uh, you know, the promoter. And uh, you'd have cup drivers coming out and you'd do all kinds of things that distracted uh, in a good way from, you know, the actual competition wasn't what it is today because they just didn't have it. They didn't have the setups. They didn't know what they were, you know, doing with these cars. Now today, it is a real true launch pad for a racer's career. And these 10 races are the most important races in the Legends universe. And that universe goes all across the globe. And, you know, I was uh, speaking with somebody earlier. I, I met a young couple that uh, is going to bring their uh, or told me they were going to bring their son up from, uh, you know, a track out of state and, uh, you know, for the first time. And I've had that conversation before. You're coming to the summer shootout like that, that like you're going to a regular race. And that's not what this is. This is a grind. This is a life-changing experience. The first year you're in it, if you're not so mad that you could spit bullets, if you're not so angry and upset that you're crying and beating the steering wheel coming out of that, you know, the, the tunnel, then you haven't done the summer shootout right because they will work you. They'll wreck your car. They'll hurt your feelings. They'll take your lunch while you're not there. <laughs> you know, everything, so to speak. It's the biggest family but you've got to earn your stripes to get into this. This is the Marines of kid racing. And if you can survive it, you launch your career into a stratosphere that nowhere else can do and nowhere else can do quickly like the summer shootout in 10 races. We can have a superstar emerge from this that within 24 months will be on magazine covers and the talk of the racing world. Tristan, you're smiling and nodding. I feel like you, you, you're kind of uh, attesting to everything that, that Lenny's saying. was perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you forgot one thing, though, Lenny. Uh. If you're Tommy Good, you will photobomb every single oh, well, yeah. 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 over the course of a shootout season. <laughs> but, you know, that's what's fun, and, and, and I want to hear your it side is. of it. But the, the, the families and the, uh, the camaraderie between the drivers, uh, even if they're upset at each other, there, there is a knitness to everybody. They weave together and become a unit. And, yeah, like any family, there's the, you know, dysfunctional craziness within it. But you, those are your brothers and sisters out there for, for really your racing career. 
And once you adapt to that situation, it, it's a family like none other. And, uh, you know, Steve Post, Tony Stevens, myself, uh, you and Tom, J- Jacob, we've all become, you know, uh, distant uncles older. in this. Yeah, older <laughs> uh, in this. But I, I feel like, uh, you know, that's, that's the family that uh, I am a part of. But I want to hear Tristan uh, talking about my definition. Well, I, I've been the victim of people eating my lunch, <laughs> stealing my food. <laughs> yeah. Daniel's Dan- raising his hand. <laughs> um, Daniel's fault. <laughs> yep. But you're right about the um, whole, you're, you have to earn your stripes here. This is where you get your name out. This is where, this is your launch pad for the future. This is where you're going to, this is really where you're going to get your name out, the biggest part. And you just, you have to go in a shootout and you have to expect getting beat up, you know, um, having your car not being perfect every week or re- getting wrecked or even winning. It's just, it, it's craziness and it's a really great learning experience. It's a, you, you make memories there that you keep forever and ever. Daniel, anything to add? You, I'm, other than the fact that you stole Tristan's lunch a few times? <laughs> <laughs> um, the shootout is definitely an emotional roller coaster throughout the entire entire thing. I mean, some some weeks you might be excited you get your first win or you win – and then the next week you might be wrecked out going on the record to your trailer. It's just it's just different every week. You never know what you're going to expect. Well, I, I really can't, Lenny, I can't put it any better than these kids because I've never actually raced in the shootout. But, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you and I have sat here and watched and literally watched these two grow up over the mm-hmm. past couple of years and really become the kind of racers that, you know, we hope can propel themselves, like you were mentioning, to that next level. A- absolutely. I, th- I think, uh, you know, once you withstand that first very, very challenging season, then if you come back for the next one, you're very prepared and well ready to start absorbing it as a part of it. And then, um, you know, your talent and the rest of it will, will rise to whatever level you can achieve. And, uh, you know, both these young gentlemen are now, you know, a part of the top of the field and their names are out there. Uh, I feel like uh, Daniel's going to be one of those, uh, you know, stories now where in his fifth or sixth year uh, with the, the kind of the blue collar crowd uh, rallying around him because it's really him and his dad. There's no they don't they don't fly into Concord Airport, get shuttled over and have somebody already sit there with a prepped car, which, you know, if, if I could do it. Uh, that'd be the way I would exactly. go, uh, and I'm sure Mr. Wilk would do that for, for Daniel if he could, but he wouldn't need to fly him because they live here. <laughs> but then you've got uh, the Latiga car, the 48, with uh, Lemke, who is a quality racer, ran up in uh, at Elko Speedway in Minnesota, and Sam Mayer, who is really just a breath away from going uh, you know, full late models with Dale Earnhardt Jr. The three of them are going to really you know, elevate that pro level to um, you know, a lot of excitement. He actually, Sam already is racing late right, models, yeah. and you yeah, know, Sam full time. Yeah, well, Sam's been running um, a, quite a bit with Dale Jr. He's also he ran super late models down in Florida in the spring, and ended up missing the championship by a point against some of the best competition in the country. So you know, again, a good example of someone who currently is racing legends or coming out of the legends. I'd say transitioning out of the legends mm-hmm. into the bigger cars who's doing it quite successfully. All right, so in our final little bit before we take a break here, Daniel, obviously 
top five because you came so close to getting one last year. That's a main goal. Do you feel like you can contend for a championship, though? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we can contend for wins every week. I mean, we feel like we're ready. We learned so much last year, and, and we're ready to just brace really hard and grind every single week. Tristan, semi pro. I, I was going to say, you, you believe it. I know yeah, you do. Yeah. But I, I do want to ask how, how much survival is there still in the semi pro class, even though you've taken a step up and it looks like it's going to be. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really know. Um, I think all the kids have grown and learned, and I really do think that it's going to be the most competitive semi pro field ever ever in the history of um, Bojangles Summer Ooh, Shootout. Wow, that's a that's big yeah. statement. Who, who, are some, who are some that will challenge you? Uh, Sammy Smith, Drew Dollar, um, Vincent Midas. Um, that, that, they're great kids, Yeah, very, very fast. Can, can I predict something? I, I'm just going to predict a Lenny Batiki catchphrase for 2018. <laughs> Give him a holler. It's Drew Dollar. Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He won't have to be Boston about it because Kaz Grala has gone on to Xfinity. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break before this gets any more out of hand. When we come back, we will continue onward. Now that Lenny's here, it's a full-on party. You're yeah, listening we'll, to uh, Motorsports. We'll get more out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more out of hand? Sure. As, as if we're not already out of hand enough? Yeah. You fair enough. Yet. Fair enough. <laughs> You're listening to Motorsports Madness. We're back live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift. 
and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Spencer Davis, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Well, welcome back to Motorsports Madness. You're listening to the show live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Oddly enough, Spencer Davis bringing us out a break, and I think probably one of the few re-entries in our line of uh, drivers, Tom, that Spencer actually didn't spend time running the shootout at Charlotte in his early career. No, he um, was a go-kart kid. And that's even when you mentioned Ryan Blaney earlier, I didn't even realize he had run shootout because Ryan was a quarter midget kid. I have his bando. Okay. Yeah. So apparently <laughs> Does he it did. still spin just... out pretty easy? Because it sure looked like it used to when Ryan drove it. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, hey, Lenny, Ryan did win his share of shootout races as well. There was a phrase well. <laughs> that I oft applied to Ryan in his um, growing up years. Not so much of the quarters. I didn't really watch him too closely till he got to the late models he was running past south super late models at like 13 and it it was i i heard a phrase one day and it's kind of stuck with me and it fits it fit him at that point in his career to a t dang boy ain't you gonna lift uh, <laughs> <laughs> so ryan tended to run a lot of time trial laps uh, but um he's certainly learned how to pace himself over the years Yes, he has, and uh, he is on that shootout winners list that I've taken a couple years. L- Lenny, you know how much uh, chasing I've done on some mm-hmm. of the details to put all that together. But, you know, Blaney, Bubba, Logano, David Reagan, it, the names go on and on. Byron, Hemrick, obviously. Um, it's been a who's who, it feels like, of the top levels of the sport now. Well, uh uh, Donald McIntosh, Tyler Millwood, Jonathan Davenport, all uh, champions and winners in dirt. Uh, Sean Rahal, Lamont winner. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, Tommy Johnson Jr., top NHRA funny car racer. Really? Yeah. I don't think he ever won one. Yeah, but, but, uh, but he was out there. Uh, yeah, there's, he's, he's an ex-Legends kid. Uh, may, not have, may not have been a summer shootout because he was in Ottumwa. So he okay. may have uh, ran, uh, what's the uh, paved track there north of him? Oh gosh, you're gonna make me think. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I can't think of it, smoke. but it, but it's in in Iowa there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know I think what he you're ran talking about. There. 
It's it's been funny over the years, though. Just thinking about, uh, we could talk about this after the break too. Some of the drop-ins that we've had, because I can remember some interesting drop-ins that weren't necessarily regulars, but uh, certainly came in and added to some fun. We're going to step aside. The second half of Motorsports Madness coming up right after this. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Tristan Ted banging. That's always yes. a good sign. Oh, yes. Hey, our music selection doesn't suck. No, yep. it doesn't. We can attest to that. Welcome to the second half of Motorsports Madness, live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. It's been lively, the first half of this show, between Tristan Lessig, Daniel Wilk. I I know I wanted to do rapid fire, and then we all got spun out uh, just after car numbers and never really got through too much of that because, well, when we get talking to Lenny, we just kind of lose track (laughs) of time. That's how that happened. But we'll we'll have more fun with the kids coming up in a little bit. But this show, both celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Bojangles Summer Shootout and kind of looking through driver development, the drivers who have come up through the shootout ranks and into uh, greater parts of the sport and just all of that good stuff. Lenny, do you have a favorite shootout memory? Is there such a thing as a favorite shootout memory? Ooh, you don't have to give me a couple of minutes to think about that one, but it's it's just usually the the kids and, you know, how they um, they adapt to it. Uh, we were speaking off air about uh, DJ Knight. I remember when he first got here, I, I couldn't get DJ to speak. Uh, he wouldn't speak to people right. you know, face-to-face. He wouldn't speak when he won. Uh, there was nothing you could get, uh, you know, Cheeseburger, the Falston Flash, to, to do. And uh, one driver meeting, he was having like an Oreo, you know, ice cream thing. And I just kind of reached out and started to try to grab at it. And he smiled at that. And he kind of got that I was just playing and ever since then, he speaks to me. And, you know, that's kind of one of those moments of watching a, a young person kind of develop their confidence to speak to adults and, you know, grow from there. Um, you know, there's been a, a couple of different wins. Um, I, I remember a moment that was brought up at the dirt track uh, a couple of weeks ago at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Leighton Sullivan's uh, parents uh, reminded me that Leighton pulled into victory lane for his championship maybe 10 years ago, and I was interviewing him, and I said, so, you know, you're going to get a Legends car? And Leighton just, I mean, just dropped dead cold, goes, nope, I'm selling this, and I'm going dirt racing. <laughs> and boom, he's a, a winning dirt racer now. And, um, you know, you just see them grow and be, you know, become who they are. Yes, and 
DJ became who he was alongside the nickname Cheeseburger. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make him a bad kid. No, not at all. He almost won a championship last summer, too. We're going to take another quick break, slide another one in here while we have an opportunity. And when we return, we will keep right on rolling with Motorsports Madness. You're listening to the show live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network back after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Now, if I remember correctly, Cole Custer is one of those who spent a very, very brief period of time at the shootout. That was one of those where he got into it, and it seemed like about as quickly as he got into it, he got out of it, Tom. Well, yeah, and and that's what I was saying earlier. There are a few of the drivers that I can think of who would kind of drop in. I remember Justin Haley, formerly known as JJ, um, (laughs) back in the days when he was JJ. 
he uh, dropped in a couple times and ran, and he just had a blast. And Ross Kenseth ran a couple of times. Um, Austin Sindrick dropped in a few times. Well, Sindrick, I think, was in it. He ran a bando quite a bit. I'm not sure he spent too much time in the Legends because he was off traveling the world racing all kinds of various and sundry things and winning in most of them. Um, but, yeah, you had those in the – but it's neat to see a driver like a Justin Haley come in just like we've seen a few times at Millbridge in the outlaw cart. Some of these guys that have never raced those before they get in them and you, you go watch them and, you know, it's just fun to watch somebody do something different, but Justin just had himself a blast and that's always a good, a cool deal. When you, when you have that situation, it's, I think for the early days, especially in Legends, I think you had a lot of guys who were kind of coming and going because they were experimenting and seeing what this Legends thing was all about, you know, and then it got to a point where you developed your field of regulars around the country that would all come here for the shootout and then go to Atlanta and run Thursday Thunder. Joey Logano was really one of the first ones to pioneer that, I think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and you have, you've had a bunch of drivers do it and you know, there still are a few guys. It's not so much anymore, it doesn't seem, just because I think part of it's the expense and just everybody's schedules today are so full, it's hard to, to do both series in a week because you're basically giving up your entire week at that point, weeknights, because, of course, shootouts Monday and Tuesday and, and the uh, Thursday Thunder in Atlanta is Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So there's not – and then you're going racing on the weekend, so it's a lot for the families to be able to do that. It is, but again, the theme comes back to the word that both Daniel and Tristan used earlier in this show, fun. And both of them we've seen have a lot of fun doing this. It's easy for for the drivers to have fun. It's the parents that have to do all the work. (laughs) All right, so I know Lenny said he needed a few minutes to think about this one. Do you still need thinking time, Lenny? Oh, I I thought I gave you a couple of uh, good ones that came off, uh, you know, uh, the the top of my head The top of your head? Yeah, so I, I... I don't have any more yeah. that I, I – I haven't really thought any more about it. Okay. Um, I, is, is, well, I feel like, too, this is a scenario where it's like we've been around long enough that there are so many good memories that it's hard to pick just one. Yeah. Uh, I think it, we could do a whole show. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> that I think topic. when you look at the list of names, then you start to think about – Oh, I remember that. Uh, I remember the big crash Bubba had uh, on the back straightaway and the car bounding down and seeing that in-car footage after that. Uh, You know, some of the the wrecks, some of the the different things like that. Um, But, you know, I I remember, I I think it was uh, Ryan Shattuck and Kaz Grala wrecked on the front stretch and Shattuck got out and tried to wail on him. You know, just some of the, the... funnier things that kids do and you know they their <laughs> helmets are on they're in their car <laughs> no but i think kaz ended up you know the better of it because kaz i'm pretty sure spun shattuck right out oh uh, i remember that yeah <laughs> so but uh you know that's those are some of the uh the, the funnier moments i i think really for me one of the the best moments was when steve post called and said would you come and hang out with me uh, I need you for three or four races to end the season out in 2004 and you know we just kind of stuck around and uh, I was gonna say you never left no and you know the uh, you know I miss being in the booth <laughs> Neither with is him. Steve yeah <laughs> I um you know when they when they put the big screen up 
Steve's, uh, you know, obligations with MRN uh, and, and being the, you know, the big voice in the booth, he, he wasn't going to go down. But uh, I love being in the booth. I love being yep. able to, uh, you know, be there with the crowd. And um, it's great to be with the kids, but to uh, feel the energy come off of the grandstands. And Corey Gordon's mom, I remember, and Kaz Grala's mom, holding up banners and signs and, uh, you know, different, you know, families getting dressed up. Those were some of the uh, the fun times as well. When they, just the ex- the community experience of the Bojangles Summer Shootout—that's an understatement. It, it, and Tom, it's more than just a community. I think it's a family. I mean, that's really what it is. Well, it is. And Lenny's right. The grandstand, and especially the old days, they don't get quite the crowd they used to. But in the old days, boy, the grandstand would just rock. I mean, you you could hear the noise of the spectators over the cars. It was it was that loud. You'd get eight or 10,000 people there, and it was just a, an amazing experience to go there. And, and of course, uh, Daniel and I were talking about, I think he might have said it on the air earlier, you know, when, when even when he first started, there were C mains in some of the classes. Oh my god! You know, and yeah. I remember a couple of D's. You know, and of course, if you were to ask me, my favorite memory is um, Christian Payhut actually won me a championship <laughs> um, back in semi pro, um, and it was. I think he beat Hemrick to do it. Well, too. yeah, and it was real. It came down to the last night, and we were fourth, and he was he was not a, a bunch of points out, but enough that. We really had to have some help. And, and you know, as I set, put it after the race was over, all of the other sharks started eating each other and crashing each other. Um, and Christian ended up pulling it out, won the race and won the championship. And it was just that was when uh, Christian was running for Dan Snyder. And that was a great moment because much like Daniel or even Tristan, Christian was not. Yes, Dan was working on the car for him. They had that advantage, but there wasn't a ton of resource there like you see with uh, a lot of the other kids. So Christian had to really wheel that car, and Dan, Dan Snyder was just in his first year, I think, of uh, of being on his own after working for the Van Wingerden family for a while, um, who it, just mentioning the Van Wingerden family is a great memory because – you, you want to talk about family. At one point, there were nine cars in that oh stable. God. They yes. had six legends and three Thunder Roadsters that, that Dan was being paid a salary to work on all week long. And then you go around the shootout and you run Concord. I don't know if they ever went to Thunder, but I mean, um, just, to, <laughs> you know, just that memory alone of winning that championship. It means a lot to win a race at the shootout. It really does. Yes, it does. Now, Lenny. Mentioning the Van Wingerdens, that brings me actually to one of my favorite shootout memories, which is a recent one, and that was Michael Van Wingerden coming back to the shootout to run a Legends car for a couple nights, almost winning one of them, but then last summer presenting Postman with the Spirit of a Legend Award in honor of his father. I mean, that to me, I, I had chills that whole two days yeah. because uh, those of us in the media kind of knew it was coming. And just to see that and to see Postman, who 
as we know, always has fun, but like you, you never see him get super emotional and to see him just about in tears when they were making that presentation. Oh my gosh. I, that, that will always stand out for me. I think is one of the all time coolest things that the shootouts ever had happen. I, I think the Van Wingerdens set the personality for what the summer shootout is uh, from their pool parties after uh, certain races to just how they conducted themselves as a professional multi-car team and really put the foundation in from that kind of mixed bag that it was for the first decade or decade and a half or so. When they got themselves established, that's what everybody has taken a little piece from and made it what the shootout is now. And uh, I used to call them the Legion of Bloom because they have, you know, the big, big uh, plant, plant house there, you know, Metrolina yep. Greenhouse. Metrolina Greenhouse. And they yep. were the Legion of Bloom. And, um, <laughs> That's a you, great you know, yeah. um, So I, I really think that their memory is honored by what the racers of today do because they establish the esprit de corps for how to really go about being a uh, top summer shootout organization. Amen to that. We're going to step aside once again, and after these commercials, we continue Motorsports Madness live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple, and you're listening to their Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. That is what you call <laughs> dippling. Hashtag dippling. <laughs> oh, and the dance music and Tristan. Tristan was headbanging earlier, but he wasn't dancing this time. Come on, kid. You got well, style. He wasn't, he wasn't paying attention to the music. No, he, he was so, probably buried yeah, in his phone. We were. Uh, no, he actually <laughs> wasn't. He was just putting his headset back on. <laughs> But yes, uh, and that, that anybody wants to know why we call it dippling, just because we like to poke fun at Tyler Dipple because we can. That's basically what it is. Yes, that we, is basically what it is. Because his last name is Dipple. It's because yeah. his last name is Dipple. And it sounds funny. We need to get him back on a future show too, because he's kind of sort of doing really well in the K and M Pro Series East right now. Yeah, he really is. Well, it's kind of the Tyler and Tyler show, except uh, that Ruben Garcia spoiled it the yeah. other day and uh, yeah, he went out did. there past them both and. One at Memphis for Rev Racing. That was a big deal. Ruben yes. was so excited about that. And the Rev Racing cars had a great day uh, that day because Chase Cabry got a top five and uh, Ryan Vargas didn't qualify well, but he ended up seventh with a car that on the clock was about as fast as anything on the track in the second half of the race. So, you know, that's... um. All of those rev racing drivers should be commended because that's a hard track to drive. And they went over there and basically stopped Tyler and Tyler and Anthony Alfredo in the MDM yes. Motorsports car right in their tracks. And I know it's not shootout related, but Lenny, you've followed enough short track stuff to know how much impact over the past few years that Drive for Diversity program has had to see Bubba Wallace, to see Kyle Larson, to see names like that reach into the top levels. And I feel like Ruben Garcia is one of those who certainly, surely has the personality, came out of the Peak Mexico series. And now to see him win in K&N East, it's proof that the program continues to do what it was designed to do. Yeah, they're definitely putting uh, racers in position to showcase their talents and do well. And you talk about summer shootout, you had Chrissy Wallace winning yes. in her car and Amber Coven beating Bubba Wallace in a very stout pro field hey, when she speak, won. You mentioned Chrissy Wallace's win. I have a, a, a side note to add to that, Lenny. This mm-hmm. is another one of my excursions back into shootout history. <laughs> okay. That race that she won was the opening race of the 2005 shootout. It was her and Jess Maddox, and timing and scoring, dead tie, they went to the video. Even the video review couldn't determine which of the two won. Only time in shootout history they've had to declare co-winners and put both cars in victory lane. Rev Racing's got a couple of interesting drivers this year running shootout, too. Nick Sanchez will be one of them, and uh, Isabella Robusto. Robusto is another one, and, and 
boy, the Robustos, both Isabella and uh, her brother, really, I thought, last year just improved tremendously. So, you know, kind of fun, again, to just to see the level of improvement in the kids, and this should be a good opportunity. If Rev Racing has a strong enough program, which I know um, they've kind of put it into uh, the hands of uh, I think it's AK Performance now. Yes, Austin and, Hill. Yeah, yep. and um, that's a that's a good group. So you know those those kids should be fast. Yeah, Austin Hill and Kendall Sellers are two more names that have been around the shootout for a long, long time. And yep. Lenny, I think that's something else we've seen evolve with the shootout over the years is several of these drivers who spent their time trying to advance their driving careers but yet have now come back. And in Austin and Kendall's case, both Austin on the Legends car side, Kendall on the Bandolero side, have taken their talents to the mechanic side and I almost call it the team ownership side in a way because they don't just maintain they field cars for multiple drivers over the course of the summer and uh, I mentioned his his mom in the grandstands a a while back uh, earlier on the show but Corey Gordon and his dad Mike Gordon in the bandos now are, are like that as well so you'll you'll see that because the shootout is – it takes every bit of knowledge that you can just to be able to be competitive. Yep. And if you haven't experienced it, it's very difficult to, uh, you know, put those cars together to go out there and to adjust that final piece, the driver, before they go out and when they come back in bruised up and, and scuffed up to be able to understand what this battle is all about uh, through the big – you know, the, the long term. And I think that's where sellers and, uh, Gordon and all the rest of them are, are a definite benefit oh, to yeah. whoever uses them. Well, and you've got Kyle Beatty who started mm-hmm. out as a racer and then now has the arrive and drive kind of deal. And I remember David Reagan, who obviously was uh, a legends kid at one point. Um, in fact, his father, Ken was, mm-hmm. I consider Ken Reagan to be one of sort of the founding fathers because early on he was, in charge of the the program here in Charlotte. Now I think he's doing the same thing at, at, at Atlanta. He's going to come out of retirement. But David Reagan fielded a car for, I think it was Casey Roderick, mm-hmm. for a year or two. And I think there was someone else after him. Dilbeck. Dilbeck, yes. Mm-hmm. It's Dilbeck that got to, um, to, to drive for David. So it's good to see these guys that – that give back like that. Yes. And it wasn't so yeah. much David himself working on it necessarily, but he was he was sort of, you know, fielding it and financing it and that kind of thing. Now, Daniel, one of those names that we mentioned a couple minutes ago as far as people who's imparted a lot of knowledge, I think imparted a good bit of knowledge on you, Mike Gordon, right? Yeah, definitely. That's where we've been with him all through our bando years, and he's helped us, me and my dad a lot. And especially Corey, me and him talking, he being a former bando driver, especially racing at the shootout, he's given me a lot of knowledge to be a better driver. How important is that, Daniel? And you've kind of continued the cycle, but to see drivers who have run the shootout in the past keep coming back and keep trying to pass what they've learned down to that next generation and keep that cycle going. Yeah, it's definitely like each year everybody who's moved on passes that information down like me and Tristan even bounce ideas off each other, just making ourselves better and everybody who's coming into the sport, making them better as well. Tom, looking ahead to this summer, I mean, I know the kids talked about it a little bit ago, but what do you feel like we're going to see? I mean, I know you and I kind of go back and forth on that every single year when we get to this juncture, but I feel like this year 
is kind of an unknown because everything that has kind of been a constant the last couple years field-wise has changed this year. Well, it has. A lot of kids in different classes. You've got a couple of new kids coming in. Um, The new motor that U.S. Legends is bringing on board, I think when that all kind of gets some time will make a difference. But I think... The the thing for me now with the shootout used to it was when I first I didn't start going to the shootout till 2006, and it used to be about who's going home because almost all the classes had B mains, some had C mains. I remember some D mains in some of the events, and it was just it was enough just to make it to the A main, let alone try to win it. Now I feel like it's more, you don't have all of those. You might get a B main once in a while, but you don't have as many cars. So I feel like now it's more about just logging laps and watching the drivers improve from race one to race 10. They're all going to be in the A main in most cases. So it really is about uh, just being able to go out there and improve. Whereas back in the old days, you didn't even know if you were going to make the race. So there were times when, you know, a driver would run all 10 races, but only make the A main five, six times. So you, you got to improve a lot faster and a lot fewer amount of races back then than, than what you do now. So I, I actually like it better with less cars because even though it's probably less of a show, to me, it's a much better experience for the kids. And that's what it's supposed to be about. Now, Lenny, you got a chance to watch a lot of the drivers who are going to be competing throughout the summer in the test session a week ago preparing for this. What were your observations coming out of that test and getting ready to go into the summer? You know, I, I, I think the, the drivers are ready. It's going to be a good summer. I, I really like the two guests that uh, we're on here with. I think both of them are set to, uh, you know, not be just championship contenders, but be drivers that are going to have the say on those final two nights at the end of July for that. The, the championship will have to be settled with them in some form of the mix. Now clarify for us, because I don't think Tom or I got a chance to go out for the test, but did Jordan Black test in the pro car at all? Or I didn't see Jordan did in, not in the see pro him. car. He, I, I believe he is not competing. Well, that means, Daniel, you, you're smiling because you know that means it is literally wide open. Yeah, definitely. Not Him being not in the field is definitely opened up for us. And it's going to be a great show with me, Sam Mayer, Dawson Cram even running this year. It's going to be a great show. Uh, see, Sam Mayer, Tom, is the name that immediately comes to mind oh, for sure. me after his success last year, his time in the JRM late model this year. And, oh, by the way, here's a little nugget of wisdom that I don't think many people have picked up on. Sam's going to be making his ARCA debut at Iowa for MDM Motorsports. I saw that little tidbit on Instagram the other day, completed a successful test in that car. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that there may not be... And I have no background inside information, but I'm not sure that there may not be a K&N race stuck in there somewhere before the ARCA race. But yeah, Sam is a is a fast mover, of course, you know, being the son of Scott Mayer, who's known for his success in IndyCars and sports cars in the past. 
you know, he's got that talent. But, you know, we've gone almost this entire show doing a shootout preview. We haven't talked about the Masters class once. And <laughs> the thing about the Masters class for me is, I mean, now, lately you've had a couple of dads in there that I think take it way too doggone seriously. But um, back in the day, you would have 24 or 30 of the Masters, some of the most well-known of past legends racers, some of them still racing in the master's class, but they would run their 20 lap feature and you'd run caution free and they, they wouldn't even touch. I mean, I can remember some of the names from back in those days. And one that stands out for me because I'm from his part of the country where he made his name. Wiley, will Kegel came down here from, from New York where he was big in the, big block dirt modifieds up there for years and he was racing he started racing in the masters class he was like 72 and he's still wearing the same old fire suit and the open face helmet that he used to wear in the 70s when he was racing the the dirt modifieds yeah. that's what the masters used to be about for the most part there's still a great bunch of guys and you know you get somebody for example um like Bruce uh, from from Racing Electronics who Hi ho Silver. Yeah, Hi ho Silver, Bruce Silver. <laughs> and, uh, you know and Bruce just always you know, all you have to do is talk with Bruce for 5 or 6 minutes and you'll get you laughing. And yeah. the thing about Bruce yeah. is that was his way of just having fun and he it supports was. a lot of the kids. I think he's still doing it too. Yep. Even though he sold the business. Yep, absolutely. Now, I have a master's tidbit, but i got to wait because we got to take a commercial break. And on the other side of that, I'll offer a little bit of history from the crazy old men, as Postman calls them. You're listening to Motorsports Madness, and we're going to keep on trucking right after this on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. 
featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Garrett Smithley, driver of the number nothing Chevrolet for JD Motorsports, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Except that this week he's not the driver of the number nothing Chevrolet well, he for is. both races. He's actually got a second race this week. He's making his cup debut, and it's not number nothing. It's number 99 for Starcom Racing. See, so. if Starcom had done that right, they would have moved Landon Castle over to the 99. Then he would have been the number put, double nothing. He, I was, and then he would have been the double nothing. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been interesting. But I, I think, liked uh, that news, though. It's cool yeah. to see Garrett finally get his shot in a cup car. Obviously, his JD Motorsports teammate, Ross Chastain, has had a shot in a premium motorsports cup car several times this year, yes. run double duty a lot. And that's done just very well, to too. Yes, very really well. Really done well. Ross has been, to me, one of the great stories of this season in NASCAR in both Xfinity and Cup just because... I believe that he's exceeded expectations in that cup car. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that cup car it is one of those that people would look at it and go, that shouldn't be doing anything. But Ross is <laughs> by far exceeding any and all expectations yeah. Jay Robinson would have, I think, Absolutely. for that car. And shoot, got close to a top, was running top 25 a couple of times earlier this year. Yep. And I think got close to a top 20 either at Martinsville or Bristol. One of those right one of those short track races where they had a little bit of carnage but Ross was able to I yeah. think avoid everything. Yep. So great great times for him and good to see and of course uh, continuing to also talk about the 25th Bojangles Summer Shootout that starts this week and continues on for an 8 week stretch through the remainder of the summer at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We've had Tristan Lessick and Daniel Wilk with us, uh, we've got Lenny Baticki at the round table as well, and always fun anytime we can get Lenny talking about uh, short track racing in general. And Lenny, this, as we go into this summer, I mean, we've talked about driver development and talked about the fact that we're seeing the next generation of stars be built, but we were talking about the Masters division before our last break, and shoot, the crazy old men, that's for the guys who have had their time, and now they're just coming back and having fun because they love doing it. And one of the guys who tested last week, Johnny Sossaman, is 
getting closer and closer to potentially writing history. He's only four wins away from tying Clay Hare for the most Masters Division wins and what would be the record for most wins in a single class in shootout history. I mean, shoot, Johnny's been running in the Masters Division since 2000. He is uh, He's one of the crowd favorites. There's just an energy when he shows up that uh, there's still that old-time buzz in the grandstands. You can tell the, uh, the long-time fan appreciates what uh, Sossaman does out there. And uh, I, I don't know how we can talk, uh, you know, uh, Masters without, uh, you know, talking about Cotton Spry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, when I first went to the shootout as a five-year-old, Cotton Spry was my first favorite as a young fan. I don't know how you can not love Cotton, Tom. I mean, he was just nope. one of those where he came out, he did what he did. He's top five all-time in wins in the division and won a couple of championships in the class in the early to mid-2000s as well. And George Cotton Spry, by the way, let's be, let's be clear <laughs> yeah. on that. But everybody knew him as Cotton, everybody loved him as Cotton, and my goodness, anytime you saw that 16 car on the racetrack, you knew you were in for it. Oh, yeah. You can't pick cotton till the fields get white, and you can't pick cotton on a Tuesday night at the summer shootout. <laughs> he was uh, – cotton was a character, and that's really what the master's class was When even when I first started coming over here to watch it when I was still living in Tennessee before I moved here in 06 was my first season – you had so many guys like Cotton and Johnny, and, and those guys just, they loved racing, and they just put on a show, and it wasn't all about, you know, yeah, they were serious. They wanted to win, but they didn't run each other off the track, spin each other out, bang wheels off each other. It wasn't that kind of racing at all. The Masters was the class I used to look forward to the most mm -hmm. back in those days because it would be the cleanest and the most enjoyable to watch, and those guys... They raced each other. They had good pass timing. I mean, you had all the Van Wingerdens racing in there at, at the time. You know, just a great bunch of people. And for those who don't understand, Masters is over 40. So yes. you know, all of them 40 and over, That's they, they call it a Masters class. And, you know, they really were in so many ways. And they had such a good time together. And, you know, it's not that it still isn't fun and there still aren't nice people, but it's kind of changed a little bit. The the sort of driver mix is much more aggressive now and at times a lot less enjoyable because of that, I think. The Masters class was always the class that you could count on to be just the most fun and, and uh, entertaining of the evening. Can I offer a nominee sometime before the end of the year, and I maybe need to talk to Brian Nagy, we all do about this, about getting a list of... Uh, Oh shoot! What's the term they use when the, all the categories in the yearbook, Tom? I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Well, um, will you start over? I superlatives. That, see, okay. see, Randy okay. to the rescue over oh, here, off yeah. my right shoulder. Mm. Yeah. We we need a we need some summer shootout superlatives, and I'll nominate this one in the category of best rivalry: Cotton Spry versus Clay Hare. For years, oh, that was yes. the rivalry. Yeah, although you had, I mean, at least by the time I came into it, you had Sossaman and uh, some of the other guys that were mixing into that. It wasn't just those two, but yeah, I know that for a long time, you know, and, and Clay was, again, great guy, a bit of a different kind of racer. He was a little bit more serious and kind of was... and. You know, but it was just fun to watch those guys. That class uh, really was for for the longest time, and still, when the guys settle down and race hard, 
but Queen, it still is the, the class that you most enjoy watching. And outside of the regular Legends and Bandolero racing, the perennial fan favorite, Lenny, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Bus racing. Oh, oh. yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I the, the bus racing of today where there's, you know, guests from different genres of, of life, whether it's the principals or the media. Pastors. Yeah. I mean, all of that's, that's cool, but it's all momentary to the crowd. I liked it when they uh, used to get people that, you know, we more would know over the course of, of racing, whether it was officials, whether it was drivers, things like that. And it, it didn't need to have six of them. You could just put Robbie Gordon and Jimmy Spencer in a bus and just, oh, man, let it go. Absolutely. I, I think Hemrick ran one or two of those. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah, before they stopped doing the driver ones. And I remember Austin Petty racing mm-hmm. in a couple of them, too. Kyle's uh, son. And uh, it was interesting because Austin was really never he never wanted to be a full time racer necessarily, but he really enjoyed running the bus races, it seemed like. And, yeah, those are just fun. And what's fun about them is it's just rock 'em sock 'em. You get a group of news reporters or you get a group of pastors. I mean, the pastors are, to me, one of the most enjoyable to watch because. You know, those guys, I, I have to believe that if we if we could do if we could have sound from inside those buses, they'd all have to repent after the race was <laughs> over. because They're flipping each other over or whatever. <laughs> you guys are crazy, well, but it's just they fun are to crazy. Watch. We know yeah. that. Yeah, I'm actually decided to in my history vault here, actually pull up my winners list in front of me just to kind of look down all the, all the old notes that I have. So here's some some nuggets going into the 25th Bojangles Summer Shootout. All-time leading winner in the pro division, Daniel Hemrick, who actually during his third and final pro championship season back uh, four years ago now in 2014 got his 25th pro win on the final night of the summer Jordan Black who just got his third championship in a row last summer and we talked about earlier in the show second on that list at 13 leading Masters winner Clay Hare I mentioned him a little bit ago 37 wins but Sossaman only four back and he told me last summer he says I'm chasing that record I'm chasing that record, so don't you let me forget about it. Semi-pro, Lenny, I think the semi-pro list is always the most interesting for me because nobody ever stays in semi-pro mm-hmm. very long. As soon as you get good, they graduate you up to pro. Kyle Hall spent two years in semi-pro and leads that list with eight wins, but there's like four pages worth of winners on that list just yep. because, again, it's one of the most competitive. Young Lions has been around now for 11 years, and Carson Ferguson killed him in there. He's got He's the only guy with double-digit wins at 12 and then the bando classes daniel wilk is on that list somewhere as is tristan lessig so there there's that we mentioned uh kendall sellers is second in outlaws wins but actually here's a name lenny i'm sure you remember ricky barber from back in the earlier days no that was even before your time then i guess way back ricky barber all-time leading winner at 13 how about who's third on this list tom john holloman Oh, yeah. Yeah, John John, or J4, as I tagged him a while back because acrostics are in. Um, it There's a driver who came into Bandoleros, of course, from the Winston-Salem area. You've got Bowman Gray Stadium. John didn't 
spare any aggressiveness that's for sure and uh you know he some people liked him some people not so much but uh Indeed. came up into the legends he's won legends races won a lot of banda races and now running at bowman gray and he's won a lot of races there and and he still comes back and enjoys even if he's not running just enjoys being a part of it and i think you see a lot of drivers like that even a driver like cody connor who's um you know, local and has now gone up to super late models still enjoys coming back and yes. checking the action out. And you see a lot of those guys. That's, hey, that's Josh Barry was working on a car the other night. Yeah. Family. I yeah. think Barry's working on Cram's car. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. On Dawson's I got, car. I got a memory before uh, okay. time gets away from us. And, okay. and, 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 I, and another thank you. And I'll go thank you first uh, for whatever part of the mix. The mix always comes from the guy that can help afford the mix. And Bruton Smith putting this uh, out and doing it and investing in an entire manufacturing facility uh, certainly is a name that we have to mention uh, because there wouldn't be any of this without him. But the other is another time he opened his wallet and made Daniel Hemrick the legend's million, million yes. winner. Yes. So there's, oh my yep. gosh, you know that race and was live on speed too. Yes, Dave Despain there and just an amazing event. That uh, the legends big money uh, the following year or the next year or whenever they uh, they did it, but uh, to have that granddaddy and to you know you look at, I mean I Daniel's driving made him, but we wouldn't have known about Daniel's driving right. had he not been able to uh, you know roll the dice and get that million. Exactly right. By the way, before I forget about it, Daniel will will throw me a a glare out of the corner of his eye <laughs> if I don't mention the Bandolero Bandits because he's fairly high up on that list, tied for fifth all time with that run of seven straight. Daniel, I'm sure that's a pretty good memory for you, yes? Yeah, definitely. That was <laughs> That was crazy. Kyle Grissom, though, tops on the Bandits list with 11 mm. career wins. That was back – I think he ran two years in Bandits and won like eight of them one year. And Chandler Smith won nine in a row and ten overall and just missed that top step. But, Lenny, that was the summer where we all thought Chandler was going to sweep the year, and I think it was DJ Knipe actually, that beat him on the very last night. Probably so, yep. So – it's been fun. Reminiscing is fun, and now we get to kick off another 10 races, and it's a brilliant time. So we'll uh, say goodbye to our two friends here at the table with us, and, and Lenny, too. He counts, too. <laughs> so we'll say goodbye so. to the three musketeers right after we have these final words. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. All right, we are just about at the end of our rope for this edition of Motorsports Madness, which I hate because we've been having so much fun. I feel like we need another two hours to keep having fun, but... First, I think want to thank obviously uh, Tristan Lessick and Daniel Wilk for joining us, and it was my pleasure both to be of here. you. Uh, best of luck for this entire summer. I believe uh, the hope would be that we would be talking to you guys in Victory Lane a whole bunch. Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to break that uh, eight win record and go ten <laughs> for ten. <laughs> <laughs> so would Daniel. Yeah, that'd be nice. I was going to say, both drivers with very big goals. And Lenny, I know uh, fans can see you on Speedway TV throughout the summer as well. And we know we will see you certainly at the racetrack a whole bunch. Looking forward to it. And uh, please tune in to PRNs at the track, uh, you know, on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And our shows all across the uh, Fruited Plain. Anybody fun coming up in the near future? Oh, everybody I, I, he has on his fun. Yeah, true. You know, I, I can't predict. Uh, only uh, you know, we just we see him race, and then we uh, we get him on the show. See, that's why we like you. Uh, you 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 see, you conquer, you talk, and you he's, move on to the next one. He's predictably unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we love having that's him on exactly the show, right. Tom. Yeah, absolutely. How pumped are you for the shootout, Tom? I'll let you have the final thought before we skedaddle. Oh, the shootout's always its always fun to start the shootout. I think we all could agree that even though as much as we enjoy it, it by about week five, it's kind of like, is it over yet? Uh, <laughs> it's a grind for everybody involved, but it's always a good time. And I think there's a group of kids this year that are going to really put on some shows. So looking forward to it. And you know what? Uh, it means summer's here in the Charlotte yes, area. it does. Yes, it does. Now, we're going to throw a checkered flag on this edition of Motorsports Madness. Again, thanks to our special guests, Daniel Wilk, Tristan Lessick, Lenny Batiki, for joining us. And 
Thanks to Bob Steele, Sue Mason, and all the folks at the Performance Motorsports Network that help us to make this show possible. So, for Tom Baker, I'm Jacob Seelman, reminding all you race fans out there listening, keep it off the wall, folks. And if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness with the Race Chaser Online crew. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. Motorsports Madness is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network, www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section in the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-hosts, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the madness returns on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, keep it off the wall and keep the shiny side up.